with Catherine Toon Podcast. All right, everybody. I'm going to talk about the real gospel, too good not to be true. This is the second in a series. So this is part two. If you didn't listen to part one, you're going to want to. <laughs> it was really good. I judge good by isn't making me happy <laughs> to talk about it. That's kind of how my judgment goes. I don't know. And, I, and, I, and I'm assuming... That if, uh, you know, if it's blessing me, it's blessing you, right? Because this is God, this is the goodness of God for us. Um, and it's so beautiful and so powerful and so sweeping that we can swim around in it and not grab a hold of it uh, completely. And, you know, I, I, I love that because if, if God is someone that I can really get my head around, uh, and you just understand he's just too puny, right? He's just way too small. <laughs> All right. So we're focusing on a too good not to be true gospel. And we're going to dive in to Ephesians 1. That's a heady chapter. Um, and we're going to read through as we, this is me and Jesus and you read right along. So I include you. It's God's so inclusive. I love it. We're going to start in chapter three. I'm going to read through a cha- uh, through verse 14, uh, because there's just so much there. This is the new American standard Bible. And it says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. He was happy about it. Love it. To the praise and glory of his grace, which he favored us in the beloved in him. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our wrongdoings. Praise God. According to the riches of his grace. Sorry, I've been adding some Catherineisms in there. I just hope you love me anyway. I know God does, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. See, happy God, uh, which he set forth in him regarding his plan of the fullness of times to bring all things together in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. In him, we have also, this is just a list of stuff, obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things in accordance with the plan of his will to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be the praise of his glory in him. You also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is our first installment of our inheritance in regard to the redemption of God's possession to the praise of his glory. Okay, everybody repeat that back. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just let it bathe over you. We're going to unpack this because there's so much and it's all good and good, 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 good. And you might just get happy. I vote for that. So here's our lineup. You ready? 
being blessed with every spiritual blessing, being chosen in him before the foundation of the world and united with him. If you read the trash and translation, Ephesians 1, 4, especially the 2018 edition. And then you go to first Timothy it talks about being chosen and united with him before the foundation of the world, being holy and blameless before him. Wow. What is that? You're before God, holy and blameless. Dang. Um, predestined with adoption as sons and daughters um, his grace lavished on you, which he favored us. You're favored. Uh, redemption through his blood, forgiveness of our wrongdoings in the fullness of times to bring all things together in Christ. Things in heaven, things in earth, other places it talks about things under the earth. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, having obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him. Now, remember this predestination we talked about is not whether you're going to heaven or hell. This is a predestination as to um, being conformed into the image of Christ. <laughs> okay. If you, you go back, if you, have, if you haven't done that one, that is what your predestined is, not heaven or hell. Uh, but to be conformed into the image of Christ, having been sealed in him with the Holy Spirit promise. So you've been sealed. Um, so this is like a, a done deal um, with everything that's been, that's happened. So one thing I want you to notice with this lineup, and we're going to unpack it. Um, they're all past tense, having been, having been, having been, having been, except the fulfillment of the redemption of all things. Um, and that's actually good news because if, honestly, if everything had already been fulfilled all in all in him, just like having worked itself out already, I'd be really disappointed if this were as good as it gets to be quite frank with you. But um, <laughs> I mean, come on, look around. Uh, but uh, so that is an ongoing thing. It's a finished work that is ongoing in manifestation until everything is brought together in Christ. All of his kids, we're not bickering and arguing. We're not taking on uh, different sides of the political um, uh, spectrum or whatever spectrum we got going on, the social spectrum and beating each other up. We're loving as he loves. What a concept. And one as he is one with his father and all of this is happening and that's future tense. So uh, until the fullness of time, so time is marching itself out. So this, for this to be fulfilled, right? So let's, um, uh, I'm going to, for this, this one and the last one in our series, unpack all of this. I mean, not in completion, don't like, but we're just going to go over it and feel free to uh, go over it more because this stuff we can dive into. The gospel is something you can dive into and splash around in and wallow in and deep dive. And you never get to the bottom of it because it's what God has accomplished on our behalf because he adores us. All right. So let's talk about the first one, being blessed. So to bless is the Greek word eulogio. I know I said that wrong. Please love me anyway, which means to praise, consecrate, uh, cause to prosper, to make happy. I'm sorry. This is just making me so happy to favor, to celebrate. God celebrates you. 
wow, you know, I think sometimes we think we need to artificially celebrate ourselves. It is important to celebrate. We have to understand celebration was God's idea, just FYI. Um, so when we make ourselves little gods, um, well, we are little gods, but without, apart from God, that's when we get into trouble. When God blessed Adam and Eve in Genesis one twenty two, it was the Hebrew word barak, which means the which brings about the concept of get this ready, uh, kneeling and adoration. Can you imagine? God creates his kids, Adam, and and the women later to be named Eve, and kneels before them in adoration. He adores his kids. Let me just ask you, how many of you, when you got your little ones and they're smaller than you, and you want to engage with them and adore them, you kneel down and you grab them and you adore them and you kiss their little cheeks and you tickle their little tummies and all of that. That was God. Just FYI. He adores his kids so much that he kneels down to bless them. So, you know, in a way, um, uh, when he adore, you know, adoration is, is a concept of worship. Now, we're not going to get all weird with this. Nobody, you know, panic. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is um, he just adores us. And, wow, of course he's kneeling down. You know, God, the entire Godhead kneeled down in the person of Christ in the cross <laughs> um, to, to, uh, to submit. He submits to us and kneels down uh, to adore us right where you're at. Isn't that good to know? Um, that just might make you happy. Um, being blessed with every spiritual blessing. That means that God doesn't skip. You know, he doesn't say, okay, you get this, this, and this, but you got to do this to earn it. Or, but you don't get this. You get this, this, and this, if. No, he just blessed us with every spiritual blessing, right? So there's treasure in heaven that is designed to be translated into the seen realm. This is not like, okay, we'll get it all when we die and go to be with Jesus. Well, you know what? Like we're, we're to call heaven down to earth and manifest this. We're, we're making earth like heaven. We're not doing the, uh, the, the, Christian escape route um, and just, you know, holding on till we get there or trying to rapture ourselves out, whatever, um, or however that is. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be um, too casual about this, but um, dismissive about it. But, you know, but no, we're trying to call it to earth where it can be seen, right? Things are already good in heaven. Um, and so we're trying to we're, we're cooperating with God, partnering to in the redemption of all things to bring that to earth. Um, so um, God wants us to prosper and be in health, even as our souls prosper. I love that. Um, so the prosperity gospel that people can get accused of. Well, you know what that's that is um, that is predicated on even as our souls prosper. When our souls prosper, that means, oh, wow, we're looking just like Jesus. Maybe we can handle this. <laughs> I think Jesus can handle prosperity. Um, and as we're growing as sons and daughters of God, we're not prospering and being in health just for our own self to live the good life, quote unquote. Uh, no, we are prospering and being in health because we have a gorgeous God 
and we're blessed to be a blessing. So it's not all about us. So when we have a prosperous soul, that means we have a healthy, loving, whole mind, will and emotions, personality, just like Jesus. We're not going to use it for selfish, lustful, destructive ends. We were blessed to be a blessing. Um, in First Timothy 6, 17, it says, uh, and I'm reading this actually in the King James. What a concept. Uh, charge them that are, uh, that are rich in this world, that they not be high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but the living God who richly giveth us richly all things to enjoy. So this is where, where your, where your treasure is. That is where your heart is. So you know what? We're rich. I, we were going around and I was um, driving around certain neighborhoods and I was saying, oh God, we're so blessed. You know, we're so blessed, but we're blessed to be a blessing, right? Um, so you know what? That doesn't make you high-minded. That actually makes you humble because, wow, there's so many people who do not have as much as you and I have. And there's always someone who has less, right? And 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 is that where your trust is? Where is your trust? right? But we don't trust in riches. We don't trust in talent. We don't trust in all these temporal things that will, uh, that are, that will pass away. But we trust in God who is living, active, alive in us. And, oh my God, this makes me happy. Uh, This is not to make all the people that are blessed feel guilty, but richly gives us all things to enjoy. What a, wow. So, right, he richly enjoy, have a good time, enjoy, share it, share the joy. You know what? You prospering and knowing your source and being so humble and grateful makes you a conduit to do beautiful, loving things. So don't be guilt ridden that somehow you're blessed when other people's lives suck, you know, and everybody's life sucks in some places, but, um, but but use that to be a conduit, to be an answer, right? That you can partner with God's redemption of all things, right? Uh, let's talk about being chosen and united with Christ. Okay, let's go to Ephesians 1, 4. Um, and I'm reading this in the Passion Translation. It's, this is a 2018 translation. Uh, he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself. Even before he laid the foundation of the world, of the universe, sorry, because of his great love, he ordained us or marked us with love. Sorry, just have to put that in there so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with unstained innocence. So when were you joined, united to Christ? That was not when you chose him. Uh, When you chose him, you woke up to the fact that you're one with him. No, he chose you. Even Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Now, choose me back so you can experience my choice. This is smart. Uh, This is how you experience all the good things, okay? This is how salvation is working itself out. You just keep on choosing him back, but he's already chosen. You're already secured, okay? Um, Just in case you think I'm making this up, let's go to uh, 1 Timothy 1.9. So, you know, we don't hang everything on one scripture, right? Um, He gave us resurrection life. And drew us to himself by his holy calling on our lives. And it wasn't because of any good we have done, but by his divine pleasure. Once again, a happy God. Oh my God, he's chose you. He's so happy about it. 
and marvelous grace that confirmed our union. Oh my God, it was there and boom, I'm confirming it. Just in case you were feeling insecure about that with the anointed Jesus, even before time began. When did that happen? Before time began, God had to secure you. You're his child. Yes, I choose, you're mine. There you go. I'm joining you to myself. You haven't done anything brilliant. You know, like when you're, baby when when a baby comes out and you're just in love with a baby all they do is you know pee poop cry keep you up at night whatever oh but you're so smitten and you know you, you choose them you do all this stuff they're yours and you know and you have the you know the the luxury of <laughs> of of your whole world surrounding this child because you just adore this child so um, so the bottom line, you were chosen. He chose you already. He chose humanity. He loves all his kids. Which one of his kids did he not choose? No, I'm not going to choose you. Right, we already talked about this. You're predestined to be conformed in the image of Christ, not predestined for heaven and hell. So he chose all his kids. And the whole concept of choosing him back is huge so that we can experience it. Right. Okay. Um he made us holy and blameless image bearers, holy and blameless image bearers. Okay. I'm sorry. Just camping. That just makes me happy. I'm having a little happy spasm. Please feel free to partake of the happy spasms. You're going to do a whole lot more good in this world. Happy. than you are depressed with, I just barely stick in my head in the oven. Okay. So let's, um, so being holy and blameless, uh, before him and being pre- predestined with him as adoption of son, of as, as sons and daughters, they go hand and hand. We've been having predestined according to the purpose of his will. It all goes together. You start to see it like over and over and let, let me come at it from another direction. And then we're going to, and then we're going to come at it from this. And then just in case you were, and we're doing, and God is just doing this because, um, we need it from every direction. Everything is based on this. You are holy and blameless because that's your original design. You're created in the image and likeness of God. Was God holy and blameless? Yeah. Okay. That's your image. You bear that image, right? That is your true nature. Uh, let's go back. Let's go to Ephesians 2.10 to talk about this. Um, which one am I reading? I'm reading Amplified Version. It says, for we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art. It's the word poema. You're a poem to the world, uh, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he sent so that we would walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us. Now, this version of the good life is not, I'm just all about me and what's my next entertainment and how do I satisfy every little fancy and whim and me, 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 me. No, this is richly enjoying all things that have been given to us. You've been blessed, enjoy, and then be a joy and be a blessing, right? So in this place that you're his workmanship, his 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 image bearer, holy and blameless. When did this happen? Um, before the foundation of the world. It's amazing what God did. And then he created a world, a scene realm to send his kids, right? To bear his image. And then when we fell, what does he do? He becomes a human being, allows himself to be crucified. And this is the Trinity, by the way, all in Christ, reconciling the whole world to bring it back 
to original design. He's And with this, he's drawing all things to himself. So this is the beautiful gospel that you don't work for, that you don't toil for. It's the too good not to be true because you have a too good God. He's so over the top good when we don't haven't don't deserve it when we rebel against him when we when we when we give him the flying finger when we give one another the flying finger you know when we when we make destructive choices when we violate love that all of this is provided for us and then it's a matter of giving us giving god a big yes and serial yeses uh, to experience that and then we can partner to help people out of their darkness and their delusions. And that's part of the joy as well. That's part of your recompense. When God um, brings you out of your darkness and you turn around and help bring others out of darkness, that's part of your recompense. That's part of sharing this too good to be true gospel. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. I'm going to be doing part uh, three, which will bring out the rest of this Ephesians one um, a myriad of complexity and beauty of this incredible gospel that you partake of. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.